0: Hello, everybody! (laughs) Welcome back into another episode of the Royal Strong and True podcast. This is definitely Justin Anderson speaking to you. You betcha. Uh, Yeah, so we got a loaded episode for you today. Uh, Justin is back and dead. We'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. Um, We have some housekeeping. Uh, We go over a couple of pop culture newses, current events. Uh, We talk some proper footy. Put some beans on the toast there. Wee wee. Uh, we have a new verdict on the Major League Soccer team in Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned for that. We do have American football. Justin will join the show with a he couple will. of sound bites, as we say okay. in the biz. Sound bites. We have a couple of countdowns. We talk BYU schedule. We talk college football schedule. And then we make fun of the suck Eastern cowards. And we talk a little Pac-12 expansion. Or maybe not Pac-12. Not a Conference expansion. expansion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What is the antithesis of expansion? Mm. This seems like an easy one. It does seem like nothing's coming to mind. <laughs> uh, dispansion. Compression? I don't know. Uh, dis- dispansion? Dispansion. <laughs> dispansion. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, Yeah, so we talked about some Pac-12 Dispansion. Mm-hmm. What well, that means for the Big 12, Expansion. There you go. Yeah. Um. Alright, yeah, let's get to it. Let's get, let's, Uh. what does he say? Let's get to it. Let's boo! Let's boo! No Tigers. But
1: that field judge mm. on the far side is in their
0: pocket, man. Go for your that, strike <laughs> Let's back this bullet. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, go, yes. Let's go, wild, Let's go, Let's go, baby! Let's go! <laughs> <kept the> <laughs> We're at a
2: waterfall, dude! Ooh. Ooh. He put his butt not here! <laughs> Go 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 go
0: go
1: Welcome in listeners to B-Y-U. another episode of the previously introduced podcast. We're very happy that you are joining us today. Not joining us, however, is our dear Justin.
0: Yes, as you probably have surmised yes, as of now. Uh, yes, he is unfortunately dead. Um, he's back. Okay. Actually, he's back because... Both dead and back. He, he's in Texas. ah, The one state that knows perfectly what it means to be dead and back every single year. <laughs> yep. Just look at Austin. <laughs> um, yeah, Justin's not with us.
1: Jared and I will try to hold down the fort. Mm-hmm. First things first, we've got some housekeeping to do course of course particularly a uh, theater room housekeeping since we all know you all have one of those Hmm. um jared what what's been going on in the
0: theaters of your life ah yes that's a great question daniel <laughs> i hope to answer it adequately um well i fell asleep before we were recording this oh yeah so that was fun um but <laughs> on the big screen We did have a couple of movie debuts. Uh, Debuts. We're off for Memorial Day. Right. um, As we said we were going to be. Yes, Yes, of course. (laughs) Taking a holiday with all of you. Um, But that weekend, Little Mermaid came out. Mm. We talked about it a little bit. uh, And the problems that it presented being yet another Disney remake.
1: Yep. Um,
0: Live action remake. Daniel, did you see this Thus movie? I have not had the opportunity. Okay. I'll put it that way. Then you are perfectly poised to talk about it with me. Of course uh, better or worse than the original? <laughs> worse. Worse. Okay. <laughs> Do you agree? I think it was better than the original. Okay. But see, this is why we have this, is yeah. to present both sides of the we're subject. Just
1: embracing debate.
0: Um, I think there were some differences, obviously, between the old one and the new one. Okay. But I think this new one brings a little more depth to the characters mm. surrounding Ariel. Uh, I think Prince Eric was more than just a face, just yeah. more than just a love interest. And uh, King Triton and Ariel had a storyline that made her more than just some googly-eyed lover. Um, but as you said, you think it's worse. What? Yeah. Present your side of the opinion as
1: well. Uh, my opinion is not based on any sort of arguments or logic, merely the premise that if Disney keeps making live-action reboots of all-time classics. Some of the time it's going to be worse. In my opinion, not having seen it, this is one of those times.
0: All right. Well, yeah. you heard it here first. That's why we have this good this good debate. Yeah. Uh, you, everyone out there, go see it. And go see if you side with Daniel or, yes. or me on this hotly debated subject. It's
1: been a great discussion.
0: <laughs> we also had a uh, another Ooh. Spider-Man movie. Yes. Yes, for those of you who are like us, this is, what, the ninth Spider-Man movie in your lifetime? It's the gift that keeps on giving. The gift that keeps on giving. The invention
1: (laughs) of Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, so we've had a lot of Spider-Mans. This might actually be the 10th. It was a sequel to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated one. Um, Dan, did you see this movie? I have not seen this one either, but it's on my list. I'll say that. See, that's a step
1: up from <laughs> Little is, Mermaid. That is definitely a step up. Um thoughts on the first one
0: first. I I the think the first start one
1: there. I think was one of the better Spider Mans that I've seen.
0: Loved. I, I agree. Very, I think it is the best yeah, Spider Man.
1: I mean it's very fun, like world that they designed. Great great music. Oh yeah. especially. You know, good storyline. Yeah, it was, it was a great movie overall.
0: Yeah, I agree. I wholeheartedly I think these are v- these two movies, I guess, I don't want to spoil the uh, the new movie. Okay. But these are the best Spider-Mans. These two. Uh, I'd say it's already a better trilogy, and there's only two movies. Yeah. Than Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, or Andrew Garfield. That yeah. is my humble opinion.
1: <laughs> that just makes you realize how many there have been.
0: <laughs> there
1: have been, like, trilogies for each of those different, four different <laughs> Spider-Man actors.
0: Yeah. Each have several movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was awesome. They didn't try and do another Into the Spider-Verse. Like, they didn't try and just make the same style of movie. They went a different mm. direction. So it's it's a little more... Uh, it, it's still fun. It's still very yeah. exciting. It's still got good music. The um, Soundtrack for the first one is better, I think, in okay. my humble opinion. Yeah, it's, it'd be hard to beat that. It's pretty hard to beat it. Um, But, yeah, very worth the watch. I wish I had seen it in IMAX, Mm. uh, so I will be going again. I don't see many movies, more than once in theater. The last time I did that was Elvis, like, a whole year ago. Okay. Uh, This is one that I will be going again to see in IMAX. I will be paying the 15 and a half goats and chickens. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Settle my house mortgage to go see an IMAX movie.
1: (laughs) Leverage your car.
0: Yes, but I will be going to do that because of the master class that it was that's good to hear I might have to see it as well so Dan do you think it was better or worse than the original
1: ooh this is a real this is a tough one compared to the last one this is a much harder question I would say <laughs> uh, if I had to say I'd say it's just a tiny step down okay but still very very good you know yeah but just the first one is the new it gets kind of bonus points for being the first of its kind mm-hmm. and doing it so well so that's where I
0: stand that's perfect. I love having these discussions with you, Dan, about this <laughs> pop culture uh, topics. Uh, yep. I'll, I'll see it eventually and report back. All right. The updated ruling. <laughs> well, these are subject to change. Yes. Of course. <laughs> Very subject. We are prisoners of the moment. Me and Dan may just be reacting. The, we These just may be near our knee-jerk reactions. Right. You must give us time to, to digest. Yeah. Let people change their minds every now and then. Yeah. That is a thing. You know, people do change. I think we try and preach that. Right? Yes, At we least. We do. Theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. So, shall we move
1: on to one of our classic segments? Mm, fan favorite. It's time to put your beans on your toast and celebrate
0: football.
2: Oh, wow.
1: Oh, a change up
0: That was very Gentlemanly <laughs> of you Daniel
1: Thank you yeah, Proper footwear in it Yes Let's start In Salt Lake City Okay Or more accurately Sandy Slash Harriman <laughs> Where Salt Lake Blank Salt Lake We'll, we'll start with that yes. Blank Salt Lake We've been gone for two weeks now Okay Without an episode They've played four games so. Four fixtures Fixtures That's right Four <laughs> fixtures Um So, very prolific of them. Okay. First one we have to report on is a U.S. Open Cup match. Okay. On last week, or maybe two weeks ago, if today's a Monday. Two Wednesdays ago. Yeah, on Wednesday. We played Colorado. You know what? We we previewed it, and it was kind of a deja vu because we had just played Colorado. Literally
0: the two days before. Yeah,
1: we played them again, beat them (laughs) again, moved on to the quarterfinals. All right, hey, that's all is we that do right? of the U.S. Open Cup. We just beat Colorado. That, yeah, if we play Colorado every game, we'll be the best team in the league. <laughs> uh, then we played an away game at Minnesota MLS game, and we tied it. Hey,
0: and which it, is it, solid. This is kind of what Dan was saying on the last episode, is yeah. that you want you want to win at home and then draw on the road, and that's exactly what they yeah. did. They won at home and they drew on the
1: road. If you can do that consistently, you'll be in good shape. Then. Uh, the next Wednesday, they had a home game against LA Galaxy, who are awful. Bottom of the table. Yeah, they have one of the highest, if not the highest payroll in the whole league, yet they're the worst team <laughs> in the whole league, so they're not using their money wisely. Nice. But yeah, we, we hosted them on Wednesday, coming off you know a couple of good results, mm-hmm. and we lost. To them.
0: So we did not follow the advice of winning at home. In that case, no, we did not. That was very frustrating. First half, we played great. Uh, there was only supposed to be one minute of added time at halftime, mm-hmm. and yet somehow LA Galaxy was awarded a penalty in the fourth minute of added time. Mm, that's suspicious. Oh. Mm. And then we came out firing, scored two quick goals, took a yep. took a big lead. We were awesome, and then just allowed two goals in three minutes to lose. Yep, turn into Swiss
1: cheese at the end. <laughs>
0: Very frustrating.
1: Yeah, is a high-scoring game. Lost 3-2. to Exciting game, but, you know, the result was not what we wanted. Mm-hmm. Then, we went on the road to play Austin, who are a pretty solid team. Yeah. Um, not as good as they were last year so far, but they have a lot of good players. True. Road game. You know what they say, win at home, tie on the road. Okay. Well, we won on the road. <laughs> so... A little confusing. Okay. After losing to the worst team in the league at home, we went to play a good team on the road and beat them pretty easily. I mean, there were some nervy moments, but we our striker Rubio Rubin scored two goals. Well, he scored. He scored. He hasn't scored. I think he scored one goal in between October of two years ago and today. He scored one goal last season, and then he scored two goals. His first two goals of the season here, so Okay. Probably won't be seeing much from him for another year, but <laughs> it's good to get the goals when
0: we can. Hey, at least we capitalized on it, right? We didn't yes. waste his one good game a year. That is true. <laughs> um when did this happen? Was it
1: against LA Galaxy? Our keeper got injured. Oh yes. Zach McMath. And we had to play our backup, who is just turned eighteen. Eighteen years ago. So he you went know. he started the Austin game. Okay, got the win.
0: What more can he, we he ask? He had some
1: huge saves. He was actually on the MLS Team of the Week. Oh, look at that! For all, all the saves he had in preserving our win on the road. So
0: that is that's impressive. encouraging. That's impressive. He stood on his head. He stood on his head. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Um, okay, so looking forward now, uh, Real Salt Lake with the three points against Austin, we are now ninth. We're in the playoff right now. Yes. Uh, There's a log jam from, what, 12th to 6th? We're all within, like, four points. Yeah. So there's a big group of us that are right there. Um, But then our next match is actually a U.S. Open Cup match. Mm -hmm. The quarterfinal, as you alluded to, versus this L.A. Galaxy team that is baloney nuggets but somehow beat us 3-2 last Wednesday. Yes. So what needs to happen for us to win this game that – We lost in terrible fashion a week ago.
1: So, I think based on the lineup in Austin, our coach was planning on kind of rotating the guys in that game to prepare to have a strong lineup against the Galaxy. Mm, Okay. So, that's one thing that I think will be helpful. Okay. We'll have our best players and we'll be in a good chance to win.
0: Good form, as they say.
1: Yes. Good form. It is at home again. Okay. So, you would hope that we wouldn't lose to the worst team in the league twice In about a week. At home. At home, yes. (laughs) No guarantees with this blank Salt Lake team, Mm -hmm. but I like our chances.
0: Okay. Uh, Is there an injury update on the keeper? Is he still going to be Um, out?
1: I haven't seen anything yet about the keeper. I'm not sure if they've uh, declared that yet. They're probably playing some gamesmanship, right? Yeah. Honestly, even if he's not fine... The other keeper, the 18-year-old, has been playing most of our cup games. Okay. So our soccer teams kind of do that sometimes. They'll play their backup keeper in, like, you know, various competitions and play their starter in the main league competitions. Mm -hmm. So I expect to see 18-year-old Gavin Beavers again. Okay. And I'm fine with that. I trust him. I believe in him.
0: He's got a nice little, like, egghead buzz cut going on. Yeah, he's got got the buzz cut. (laughs) Very nice. Very sharp. Uh, we then host NYCFC. Yes, mouthful, on Saturday. Saturday, uh, they are having a down year. They are having as a down well, year. Yeah, they are thirteenth in the East. So solidly 13th, out of thirteenth.
1: Yeah, yeah. They won MLS like two years ago. I want to say. Yeah, and now they're. This is happening.
0: They used to be. I remember they were getting compared to Man City because they're the mm-hmm. same colors and stuff. But they are not. No. Not on the same trajectory. <laughs> they
1: play on a baseball field most <laughs> of the time. So take that for what it's worth.
0: Uh, so that should be a win, correct?
1: Should be, yeah. Yeah. When it's at home again, <laughs> I would expect it. We might be have to rotate again coming off of the important mm. cup match. But even then, I think we should still expect to win at home.
0: Okay. I, I like that, and I think that's very reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially because... The riot, America First Field, used to be this great place to play. Like RSL, used to be really, really good at home. Yeah, they had a In the last huge couple of years
1: boosts whenever they played at home, but not this season.
0: Yeah, which is uh, interesting. Not ideal. Do we want to drop the hashtag Pablo out? Are we still? Ooh. Are we still hashtag Pablo outers? Mm, I think his
1: seat has cooled down a little bit. Okay, we've okay. Gotten, definitely gotten better. If we, I mean. Ninth place technically gets you in the playoffs in MLS. Right. Because nine out of 14, 15 teams <laughs> in each conference make it. Yeah, a little. So B&B it's not B&B as there. impressive as it sounds. I personally would want us up higher at, I don't know, around fourth. Okay. In the, in some, the West? Yeah, some teams will be hard to beat in the West, like Seattle, one of the L.A.s. So LFC. I would like to see if at, at that maybe third or fourth range, mm-hmm. I'd be satisfied with that. But ninth, not so much. So it's not as bad as it has been with the Pablo out. But, you know, if things don't improve a lot by the end of the season, I think it might be good to you know try something
0: else. Okay, so we're like, he's not really that much on the hot seat, but we're still keeping the seat hot so that he keeps yeah. performing well, right? Exactly. Okay. Uh, we're only four points out of fifth place. Mm-hmm. So th- that's one week, right? A draw on the road, a win at home. Like we've been saying, that gets you up into that fifth, sixth place spot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've performed like pretty admirably against some of these better teams. Yeah, we just need to hold it together, man. Like,
1: yeah, we've definitely done a lot better lately. We are still have some inconsistencies, mm-hmm. as we've described. <laughs> but you know, overall, it's it's not it's not bad. Okay, it's decent.
0: I have two more questions for you. One. Kay. I want to get your take on this. From my point of view, our big pickup in the offseason, Andres Gomez, he's been playing fantastic. I really like the way he yeah, plays. How's been watch. your grade on the what was it, the most expensive spend, expenditure yeah, by our club? The record signing? Yes, has it been worth it? What have what have you um, seen?
1: Yeah, I think it's still early, but so far I've seen enough flashes and enough production to be, you know, happy with it. I think he has four assists on the year. He already leads the team in assists. Amazing. And, yeah, he's maybe 20. So he's got a lot of upside still. He's, you know, when you watch him, even when he's not getting assists, he's very fun when he, you know, takes people on, dribbles past them, sends crosses in. He he, he plays hard on defense, too. He'll Mm -hmm. run back and pressure the ball. So, yeah, I think so far so good with him.
0: Okay, so hopefully a sign of things to come in the future. More... More of these heavy expenditures to try and get those big, those good players. Yeah, if
1: we can get more of that, then we'll be, we'll be good pretty soon. I think.
0: Okay, good. Uh, things looking up for Salt Lake, but we have to name them now. Yes. What is what? I can't even remember what we <laughs> we named them last time. Uh, we've
1: done learning suites down Salt Lake. <laughs> yes. We've done theoretical Salt Lake. <laughs> um. Yeah. I want to say, learning suite down was the last. I one. I think that's what I remember most recently,
0: <laughs> which was apt because it was like the test is in. You feel like you did pretty well, but learning suite's down. Yeah, like so you still can't... not decided yet, but you know, yeah, on the right track. So, what are we thinking for this one? It is our last one was officially confirmed. Learning suite is down, Salt Lake.
1: Learning suite is down, Salt Lake. Uh, yeah. So this week, what I thought of was some of you guys might recognize this. Okay. No, know, know what I'm saying. It's Food Club Salt Lake. Okay. Yeah. This is a new one. Food Club Salt Lake. Um, personally, when I go to the store, depending on the item, I have no problem getting a Food Club version of it. Okay. You know? Yep. I can't think of some examples. Like Food uh, Club. Milk. Green beans or something. Green <laughs> beans. Milk, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Food Club, a lot of the time, is, you know... Good
0: enough. Serviceable?
1: Yeah, very serviceable. Some Most of the time, I can't tell a difference, to be honest. <laughs> and that's with the Salt Lake team recently. Okay. They've been, you know, not cream of the crop, but... They're not Kraft Mac and Cheese. Yeah, not Kraft Mac and Cheese. They're definitely the food club version. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's still pretty good. Still good enough for a lot of purposes. Mm-hmm. Which is how I feel like they've been
0: recently. That is... <laughs> <laughs> very apt description yeah if you squint hard enough you can almost see it right yeah i wouldn't go as far as climb them real salt lake yet
1: or even sure. royal salt lake oh not yet but food club salt lake yes okay
0: a step up from learning sweet is down oh, yeah. Yeah. are we going that far to say that yeah it's yeah? a step up okay all right from <laughs> learning sweet is down salt lake to food club salt lake yep here we are everyone <laughs> yes and that was uh talking food club salt lake then yeah uh, let's get on to ladies, shall we? Yes, let's shall. Uh, over the last two weeks, uh, we had a couple of people that showed up. They played. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, all of the Cougars and the 17-year-old Hearts, Olivia Moultrie, mm-hmm. she has also played uh, lots of minutes and lots of games. But I think the sticky-outy person, the the one that sticks out, jumps off the page, is okay. Ashley Hatch. Yes. Two assists in our last two games, and she got a yellow Yes. That assist she had in her last game to Trinity Rodman. Mm. Wow. It was like a 40-yard bomb. Chef's kiss. Right on the money. Mwah. Yeah. Incredible. Yes. So she's been playing very, very well as of late.
1: Yeah. And she did get that yellow, like you said. Shout out to Justin, who's always <laughs> the yellow card proponent. Um, Cam Tucker is another player who played um, in more games this past couple weeks. She was mm-hmm. out with her leg. You know? Yes. But, yeah, she's back. She ba- and she also got a yellow card. Hey! Hey! So, this week has been good in terms of yellow cards. Okay. <laughs> the other players did not get yellow cards, but still had, you know, decent okay. decent outings. Olivia Moultrie and v- Michelle Vasconcelos from Portland uh, played in both of their games that they had. They had the Challenge Cup game and Ooh. then the NWSL game. Yeah. Challenge Cup is kind of like the U.S. Open Cup for Food Club Salt Lake. Just sort of a different tournament. Yeah. More of a knockout style. Okay, versus okay. just a regular league. Style. And it's for
0: all like the women's leagues, right? The women. Um, Is it only NWSL? It's only
1: NWSL. Okay. okay. Yeah, but the winner, the winning team, gets a million dollars.
0: Whoa. Okay. So, yeah,
1: that's nice. <laughs> there's there's plenty to play for. <laughs> uh, Michaela Clough also played for Orlando Pride in those games. No yellow cards. Okay. You'd love to see a yellow or two from her as a defensive midfielder, but. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: it's not the worst thing to not get yellows. True. And I do think in her most recent game, she had five c- fouls committed. Oh, good. Just none of them were yellow. But, yeah. but the, the quantity is what we're going for in that one, right? Yeah, that's, that's a good quantity. Yeah. She's playing elbows out.
1: Right. <laughs> there might be some cases where she needs to be more of an enforcer, you know, send a message. True. With a yellow card, but, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. And it's okay. Maybe they're just calling a nice, they're calling a scrappy game for her.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, and then finally, the U.S. men's national team. I know we mentioned it last time. They advanced from the group stage in the U-20 World Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that go for them? Where are they at right now?
1: So, their first game was against New Zealand. Okay. In the, the group stage, the knockouts. They won it 4-0. <laughs> Food Club Salt Lake player Diego Luna had two assists, I Let's think go. In that one, he came on at halftime. Moon boy. Sparked the bench, the moon boy. Then... Uh, this last Sunday they played Uruguay in the quarters. Lost to them, 2 nil. Yeah, it was, it was a little disappointing. I think once they got that first goal scored on them, they kind of—I don't know what to say. They they, they took a step up? down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe mentally they, it was a little—it was challenging to overcome that. But yeah, overall a good good World Cup from these guys. Plenty of good prospects for the senior team. Hey.
0: And that's, that's all that really matters, right? Yeah. Is player development. Get him in those situations. Like you said, Diego Luna, Food Club Salt Lake dude. Yes. Getting good minutes. Uh, do you think we'll see him on the Food Club Salt Lake starting 11? Maybe as a substitute coming mm. up? Or is he still a, a little bit of development away from becoming a role player there?
1: So I personally, there's quite a debate on Twitter about this. <laughs> RSL Twitter. Personally, I think he has... A high enough ceiling that it's worth it to play him sooner rather than later just mm. to give an experience and help him approach that ceiling. And you know, because he's already at a good enough level and the ceiling is at such a high level, it's, it'll be better for us in the long run if we play him, and it won't be too bad in the short run because he's already pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, other people were thinking, Oh, he's got this U20 World Cup in the middle of the season, he'll be gone. So not playing much before and play him after okay um other people are like, "Oh, he's not that good, other people are like, oh, he's he's the savior playing <laughs> 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 play him always every game i yeah, like I said, I think we should be playing him more than we had before the World Cup,, mm-hmm. you know I was always you know a proponent of playing him more, even if he was gonna leave, I thought. You know the, the minutes still count before the World Cup. Yep. They still help him develop. I don't <laughs> they know don't why. go away. I don't know why you would wait to start that. <laughs> but yeah, some people have been saying that he'll play more after that he's okay. back from you know he's gone for a few weeks. So we'll see if that happens. I'm not too optimistic. I think he and the coach don't really fit tactically. Okay. In some ways, is this
0: like a Gio Reyna, Greg Burhalter Bo- don't fit, or mm, more of like not a- like
1: that? It's more of a, let's see, what's a good analogy? It might be like a Jimmer in the NBA mm, thing. okay. Or,
0: I don't know, that's not a very good analogy. Maybe either. like Tuyaki with a decent. Yeah. Like
1: Tuyaki and Caleb Hayes. Tuyaki and Caleb Hayes, or who's that lineman that transferred from Tim Few to, to the U from BYU? Oh, uh,
0: Logan Fano?
1: Yeah, Logan Fano. It's probably like a Tuyaki and Logan Fano situation.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> so, gotcha.
1: He has the talent, he has the skills, but the coach isn't using him right. That's what's been happening so far in my mind. Okay. Some people are saying that'll switch like that after the World Cup. Fingers crossed. I don't know why it would, but I hope it does. (laughs) But you know, we'll see. He's a great, great player. I'm happy he's in Utah. I just hope we can develop him well.
0: Yeah. And I'm not going to be pessimistic here. But let's be honest, the RSL MLS regular season is not going as planned, per se. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think it's going to hurt you much. They don't have much to lose by playing him. Yeah, exactly. They like, have a lot to gain. Exactly. Uh, I'd like to see him get some more minutes. Yeah. Uh, but that's definitely something to watch. Yes. Especially as we get into uh, the full force, as you say, with him coming back from the World Cup and we move forward with the season. Yep. Uh, any other proper football talk? We have the Champions League final this Saturday. Yes, we do. Man City and Inter. The Super Bowl of proper football. Uh, It's in, where is it? Is it in Istanbul? Actually, it's in some weird, like, Eastern
1: European country.
0: Very strange location. but It is in Ataturk Olympic Stadium in Istanbul. Okay. In Istanbul. Very historic place for the Champions League final. Very close to yeah. uh, Inter from Italy and Man City from Europe. Yeah. Or from not Europe. From <laughs> Europe. I mean, I'm not wrong. Not anymore, maybe. Uh, does Inter even stand a chance? I don't think so. I don't think so.
1: <laughs> Man City are <laughs> a juggernaut. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't watched the Champions League final, it is a spectacle. True. It's worth watching. It's entertaining yeah. beyond the soccer. They have a halftime show. Um, the last one with Liverpool, I think there's like the fans were like oh, climbing the fences to get in. Yes, stuff. the whole debacle. The, with the... tickets weren't working. Is they crazy. fired tear gas into the crowd oh, because yes. the tickets weren't working. Fans were going crazy. <laughs> yeah, so you don't want to miss that. No. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and it's in Turkey, so you don't know, know Turkey. what can happen.
1: Yeah, all bets are off.
0: <laughs> um. All right, well, uh, let's get on to a sport that is a little more... Uh, What's the word? Padded. Padded. <laughs> Good word. <laughs> I don't know. A little more padded. Uh, it's American football. Yes. Um, so we know you guys are all hanging on the edge of your seats to hear about the UTFL because Justin isn't here to explain it. Well, guess what? We have audio. Roll it.
2: Now here's a quick update from the UTFL. Um... We had our playoff game this past week, and we lost to the number two seed, the Wakanda Panthers. Yes, that's their real name, 20-0. to zero. Um, As you all know, I've been posting recently that I lead the league in sacks and tackles for losses, so I'm doing well as a defensive end. But we had a lot of guys missing on Saturday, including like all of our corners and most of our wide receivers. So, of course, where did they put me? At corner and wide receiver. I am unhappy to announce that I did give up a touchdown pass, though I did lock down and I had multiple uh, pass breakups on other ones, played by a receiver, caught a few balls, you know, got maybe 30 yards worth of catches, Nothing too crazy. It was an over, overall disappointing end to a kind of disappointing season, losing 20 to zero, ending three and four on the season with playoffs included. Now, I have been nominated for Defensive MVP and uh, Rising Star, which is like the Rookie of the Year award. I am very, very grateful to be nominated for these awards, and we'll let you know what ends up happening. I think the, uh, the real winners get announced next week. Um, to address all the other drama, um, we have decided to leave and make our own team. We are now the Ochre Runes, like Ochre, like Ochre Mountain, Ochre Runes. Uh, should be a fun one. It's a really fun team that I'm hoping to look forward to play with. No more drama. Just good old football and good old fun.
0: All right. So there you have it. Uh, shout out to Justin for uh, playing an amazing uh, role throughout the entire season and getting moved to a completely different role in the playoff game. Yep. And that's nice. It's always fun to see. Um, But shout out for an amazing season, uh, an amazing rookie season. Yes. To Justin. Rookie season. Yep. I-
1: I do hope he took advantage when he was a cornerback of celebrating every incompletion as if he had caused the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, QB overthrows it. He does the, the, the hand sign. The, incomplete. The no incomplete sign.
0: The finger wag in the, in the wide receiver's the face. He hits
1: the wide receiver straight in the hands and he drops it. Celebrate incomplete. You know, yep. All you, just Every play. Every play. Take advantage
0: of that. <laughs> um, yeah, and he's got a new team now. Yes. The Ochre Runes. Ochre Runes. So, uh, yeah. Reg- however, that happens. Exciting news. Yes. Uh, we'll be back in a year for that.
1: I hope it's enjoyable.
0: Yes. More With enjoyable than this one. Uh, I hope they use him more in the tight end and running back role because. He was absolutely electric in those roles when he got the playing time and mm-hmm. he got the ball thrown to him. It, when... Albeit it didn't happen a lot, but <laughs> it was great when it did.
1: Yes. Hopefully this is a better fit for his skill set as a player. I feel yeah. like we've talked about this recently. Yes.
0: It's weird. I don't, I don't know. Weird like, how this stuff happens. Sports,
1: man. <laughs> Every sport's the same.
0: Sports, man.
1: Uh, yeah. USFL okay. is also happening. All right. Um, Justin... We'll give us an update on that as well.
2: Yeah. How about them showboats, baby? After starting the year off 0-3, we have won five straight, become 5-3, and three, just defeating the New Jersey Generals this past week. The showboats are absolutely unstoppable. There's no way that you can't tell me that this team is not going to win the USFL championship. The showboats are the number one team in my heart. They always have been. They always will be. I have never once, not, unless you go back a couple episodes, but I have never once doubted that the Showboats were going to be in the position that they are today, fighting for first place in their division as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. Let's go, Showboats, baby.
0: Uh, not going to lie, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> that that was a pleasant surprise, I'll say. <laughs> um, yeah, so Showboats, 5-3, and three, playing very well, obviously. Solid. Uh, the Narlands Breakers also five and three. The Dan Breakers,
1: yes. There Keep you go.
0: Uh, stars are four and four. We dropped one mm-hmm. after kind of like pitter pattering beginning of the season. Through eight games, we're five hundred. Okay. Uh, I mean, we're not out of the race. Yeah, five hundred. You know. It's yeah. Decent. Um, I don't know the standings, so we're looking up the standings right now. Four and four. Oh. <laughs> is the best in the North
1: Division. <laughs> the Stars are leading their division at four and four. Okay. it's like some NS, NFC
0: East stuff. Right <laughs> um, all right, so this is where it, wow, this is what happens to spring football leagues. This the, is the,
1: suspicious. I feel like
0: the North Division has four and four as the leader, and every single team in the South Division is better than the, better than four and four. <laughs> uh, so right now, as it stands, the Stallions at six and two, Showboats in second place, hmm. uh, five and three. And then yeah. the Breakers at 5-3 and three as well, but they're a little bit behind, so they must not hold the tiebreaker.
1: Yeah, some tiebreakers going on.
0: Um, and then the Gamblers also there at 5-3, and three, but they're in the fourth spot in the South. Um, I guess it's going to come down to the Breakers and the Showboats. One of you is going to make the playoff. One of you is not. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say it would be funny, but it would be mm. funny if it was revenge for the XFL. Yes, true. Uh, yeah, so I, it's interesting. I got to
1: say, I think – FIFA might have their hands on this division breakdown. If I if I'm honest, <laughs> I think the Philadelphia Stars are probably like, hey, put all the good teams in the south, mm-hmm. put us up north with the teams like the Maulers who are two and six, <laughs> and then at four and four we'll make the playoffs. Yeah,
0: that's definitely what's going on. Yeah, there. what do they call it? Tilting the field. Is that what they call it? I, I guess. So. I, I feel like I heard that somewhere. Um, Dan, obviously you've watched a ton of USFL football, yep. uh, this year, uh, tuning in for every breakers game. Yes. Um, how would you rate your breakers performance up till now? I would say it's
1: better than the new little mermaid. Okay. Live action. Okay. But worse than the new Spider-Man.
0: Okay. Yeah. That was very helpful, Dan, because now we can put it in perspective with pop culture. Exactly. Help us gain that
1: context. Yeah. help you make those connections in your brain and you know, really look at the big
0: picture. At the big picture. That's exactly what we're going for here. Yes. Uh speaking of giant waves. Um <laughs> uh one one note about the breakers. Okay. Johnny Dixon, Ohio State quarter or Ohio State wide receiver, had like nine catches for 150 yards and two oh, touchdowns. the last win.
1: Yeah, I saw that. No, I didn't
0: <laughs> <laughs> shadow Ohio State alum. Uh, Alumna? Al- alum alumnus? I don't it, know it, what it's the sing- proper version is singular as alumnus, right?
1: I think there's like a male and a female one too. Oh there? really? Alumna alumni alumnus alum? I, I don't al- know. We I mean, need an English uh, major. He's an alum. We'll Ohio
0: State Alum. We'll <laughs> say that. Um yeah, so your quarterback leads the t- the league in passing yards. <laughs> he leads the team in passing. He better good. lead the team in passing. Uh, yeah, but I have Corey Coleman, okay, ex-Baylor product, who leads the team in uh, receiving yards. Okay, all right, leads the freaking league leads in the the league. receiving <laughs> yards. Uh, yeah, so cool. Um, USFL. I don't know enough about the USFL when, to keep talking. When, about When this. does it end? Uh, I think there's ten games. Or, yeah, there's 10 weeks, ten right? 10 regular season games. Yes. Or weeks. So this week is week 9. And then okay. there's week 10. And then there's the playoffs. And then the Yoffs start June 24th. Yes. And they are played in Canton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. The Hall of the Hall Fame. The yeah. Love it. So, uh, exciting stuff, obviously. We'll be uh, on the edge of our seats watching all of that. All right. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that's...
1: Uh yeah. Meanwhile,
0: another football season is college football. College football. College football. Dan, are you referencing the greatest sport ever invented? You betcha. Betcha bottom dollar. Week zero
1: officially starts in um eighty-one days, sixteen hours, forty-eight minutes, and fifty seconds. Yes, from recording from right now, seven forty-one p.m. on Monday. June 5th, 2023.
0: Alright, thank you. That was a very detailed breakdown. Yes. Uh, this is the Navy-Notre Dame game that will be taking place. It's a fi- it's Notre Dame's first home game ever, probably. In their whole history. Uh, at Dublin, Ireland. Yes. This game was sold out like two months ago. Okay. So, I don't know what that says. If Irish people are feeling their family history, genealogy roots yeah. kind of thing. Or if it's just a bunch of rich Notre Dame fans that want to fly out have a vacation in August. Yeah, I feel like there's a
1: lot to unpack here. <laughs> Notre Dame are the fighting Irish, first of all. True. This game is in you Ireland. Must be mentioned. Yes. They're a Catholic school. Okay. Ireland, known for being Catholic. Catholicism, very and strong. fighting the English. Um, <laughs> anything else? Or is that? Basically, the forces behind this game.
0: Um, I mean, you could throw the Navy aspect in there. Okay, yeah, uh, go the other side. You've right? got Navy. The uh, American, also God-centered... Uh, well, less so nowadays, but, uh, in essence, it's very God centered and God we trust. You have that yeah. aspect of it.
1: Okay. There's some Christian overlap.
0: Yeah. Um, fighting Irish versus the midshipmen mm. two uh, unique
1: mascots. Very unique. This might be like a St. Patrick's day rematch. True. If the the snakes were in the ships and the fighting Irish was saint
0: patrick yeah wow that, that's a deep <laughs> deep history that's Lesson some analysis
1: <laughs> all the storylines going into this game
0: uh lots of gold right gold lots of gold i'm sure yeah leprechauns leprechauns uh the navy the, um lots of just metal mm. alloys i yeah. would expect in this game metal right? working heavy game yeah i would say okay that was a good breakdown um, yes. Again, 81 days. Uh, to BYU, mm. their first game is a week later. That is in exactly 89 days and 31 minutes and 40 seconds from right now. Okay. Zero hours. Zero hours. You might notice. now. See, this is different because this is, this is big. What? We now know the times and channels for BYU's first three games and then the Cincinnati game. Okay. So let's read them off and let's break them down because I think this is pretty interesting. Yeah. Game one versus Sam Houston, eight fifteen p.m. on FS One. The first ever home FS1. BYU game on FS One. Yeah, that's that's different. That's very different. Uh, versus SEU. Ooh, hey. Versus SUU, <laughs> the next game. Okay, one p.m. on ESPN nice. Plus.
1: Early afternoon game against SUU
0: makes sense. Yep. At Arkansas, we're playing in primetime, 5.30 p.m. on ESPN2.
1: Mountain, 7.30 Eastern.
0: Yes. Nice window. Great window. And then the Friday night game versus Cincy, home opener in the Big 12, 8.15 p.m. Mountain on ESPN. That one's going to be national spotlight as well. So, damn, oh, yeah. from these first four games, what do you take away from this? Were you surprised by anything? Hmm. Uh, just your thoughts in general on BYU's schedule.
1: With these four games, I think it's already becoming apparent that on a national scale, BYU is being looked on a little more favorably or seriously. Yeah. For one, we have the FS1 game at home. That has never happened. Very massive surprise. And it's not like we're playing some ranked team either. We're playing (laughs) Sam Houston. So, yeah, that's, that's a pleasant surprise and probably says a lot about BYU football. Yeah. And then the Arkansas game also. Um, they probably are thinking both Arkansas and BYU will be you know sort of bigger brands, big teams. One's SEC, one's Big Twelve. And, you know, nice matchup there. Mm-hmm. So they're giving that a juicy spot at seven
0: thirty Eastern. Juicy. So yeah, I- I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm also very happy. Like you said, the Arkansas one. I mean, these are two decent Power Five teams. Like, yeah, they're both middle of the pack, right? Um, BYU will not give up 52 points this year. They better not. Uh, if we do, I will barbecue an article of clothing and eat it for breakfast. Okay. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> um, uh, and then the Sam Houston game, like you were saying, I fully expected this to be on ESPN Plus at 1.30 p.m. Yeah. Right? yeah. This is awesome that it's 8.15. First off, September is always blazing hot in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. I love getting those eight fifteen games yeah, at night. That'll be nice. And I think this sets an interesting precedent for BYU moving forward in the Big 12. Because we don't know the Kansas game, and we don't know the rest of the Big 12 schedule after the Cincinnati game. Mm-hmm. But even though BYU were playing at home, the Big 12 wants to be in all the time zones... And I think BYU is coming out as that team that will play in that time zone, right? So even if we do have a lackluster game, uh, Sam Houston, their first year in the FBS, right? They're going to be like a 2-10 team this year. We're going to be playing on national television. Like, we'll be playing on FS1. It's not going to be a one thirty ESPN Plus game like it normally would be if we were probably in Iowa or Kansas, anywhere in another time zone, right? So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that because now that gives me hope that, like, Iowa State at BYU, that will be another game that will be 8:15 on national television mm-hmm. rather than being one of those that's bumped to a one thirty ESPN Plus kick. Yeah. Um, which is hard for the East Coast people, but great for everyone that doesn't want to buy ESPN Plus because then you'll get to see more Cougar football.
1: True. Yeah, one more thing about the time zones I want to add. California has a lot of people. True. Doesn't it? A lot of BYU fans as well. A great deal. All throughout the state. Ninety nine percent of them do not have the Pac twelve network. (laughs) Yes. And (laughs) those ninety nine percent are not gonna wanna go some gas station to watch the Pac twelve games while they're filling up their car (laughs) on the gas station TVs. (laughs) So BYU is gonna get a lot of viewers there, a lot of people who have nothing better to watch than ESPN
0: college football and it'll be BYU and that's great. And to bounce off this point, a lot of people that even aren't even BYU fans, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of people that know BYU, hate BYU. Like, BYU's mm-hmm. going to get massive viewership in those windows, right? Yeah. It's not going to be Stanford, Oregon State locked away in the Pac-12. It's going to be you can either go to the gas station to watch <laughs> Washington State, Oregon State, or you can flip on FS1 or ESPN at late at night, you know, ESPN2, Yeah. and you can watch BYU play a Big 12 game. Yeah, and that's only going to be
1: 7.15 Pacific time. which prime is time, you know, Prime time college
0: football watching hours
1: on the biggest networks. It's going to be BYU. Yes. We own the,
0: <laughs> the Pacific time zone We now.
1: are Pacific time zone college football.
0: <laughs> um, and then lastly, just the Cincinnati game at 15. Yes. Big 12 home opener on a Friday night. That's, that's going to be knock your socks off loud. Yeah, that will be exciting. Oh, man, that's going to be awesome. Um, we also got the schedule for the first couple of weeks for just all of college football. Yep. Um, I'm not going to lie. There's some kind of – there's some interesting matchups. Um, I'll say this. Yeah. Um, first weekend, obviously, there's some headliner games, a lot of FCS games, right? As, Definitely. As is the norm usually. Some conferences like to do. Uh, as we will get into later. Oh. <laughs> um, something that kind of stuck out to me as unfortunate – Mm-hmm. There's always a game on Labor Day, right? BYU yes. played Navy on Labor Day in 2020. That was very exciting. That was. Our Labor Day this game is Clemson at Duke. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. In football. <laughs> in football. Hmm. Um, there's got to be another game that could take that, right? It's in Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> at Duke. Uh, Dan is a Duke fan. What kind of environment can fans expect to see here? Well, if there's that, or
1: either a lacrosse game or a crew race, there's not going to be many people at this football <laughs> game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it's probably better than the fake Death Valley. True, I'll say that.
0: That's a tr- that's a that's yeah.
1: a point. It doesn't try to call itself Death Valley. True, for no reason.
0: True. Um, and Duke, I mean. I, I kind of looked into it more because I was like, "This is stupid. Why do we have this?" Yeah. Duke went nine and four last year. People That's forget. True. <laughs> That's true. They were like receiving votes at some point, weren't they? Yeah, Maybe they had ranked. They beat the crap out of UCF in the bowl game. Yes. And Clemson has a brand new quarterback, a brand mm-hmm. new uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I, I think that sneakily, my knee jerk reaction may be wrong. Yeah, might might be closer than we think. Yeah. Um, Some other nice games. I love the LSU at Florida State mm, on ABC on Sunday night. Fun, that's fun. Beautiful. Um, Sunday night football. If you have uh, 11 o'clock church mm-hmm. or even 9 o'clock church, 10 o'clock church, uh, 10 a.m. on CBS on Sunday is Northwestern at Rutgers. Okay. so
1: Don't miss that.
0: No NFL football, but you've got that's Northwestern a Rutgers. Huge
1: Big Ten matchup. Um, Northwestern <laughs> at
0: Rutgers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there are some good ones. Uh, just to list off, just to kind of get you guys excited, West Virginia at Penn State mm. on NBC. That'll be the Big Ten's first game on NBC. Oh, that's going to be fun. That yeah. Um, North Carolina at South Carolina. Okay. A little bit of a rivalry Carolinas. there. Carolinas. Um, battle of the overhyped quarterbacks: Drake yeah. May, Drake and Spencer <laughs> Rattler.
1: Spencer Rattler. Oh, um,
0: boy. Yeah, that's basically it. All right. <laughs> Boise State at Washington actually could be could be pretty fun. Yeah, it's promising. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. The first three weeks are hard because you you have some matchups that are absolute bangers, yeah. and then sub matchups that are like Ohio there. State, Indiana, Rice at Texas, <laughs> uh, Western Carolina at Arkansas. Yeah, you know,
1: there's some duds in there for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, but it is kind of one of those things you kind of look at, and it's fun. You know, yeah, you it. see it, you're like, hey, there are games on the schedule. We have a time exactly. sheet. Jared is working on his weekend watch guide right now. Okay. To look at, yeah,
1: and yeah, and at that point in the season, I don't care who's playing, I just want to watch football because the off season is maybe eight months too long, in my opinion, of college football.
0: Absolutely, I just want to
1: watch some football,
0: absolutely. Um, and that is the week where there's five straight days of football, we should say, five straight, okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It's not just a Saturday thing, no, it is a big time thing, love it. Um all right, we need to get into some off-the-field issues. Yes.
1: Things have been boiling over, I would say, in, in probably two different categories. Okay. One is conference scheduling. Of course. Um, the SEC what's, – what's our nickname for the SEC? We don't have a no-fun league, do we? It
0: was the Suck Eastern I <laughs> Yeah, a <the>
1: Suck Eastern. <laughs> they had a vote. Okay. About how many conference games they want to play. Okay. Uh, Context,
0: they play how many right now? I don't know. It was eight. They, they play eight. Yeah. They play eight. eight right now, whereas Big Ten, Big 12, and Pac-12 all play nine.
1: Anyone who's anyone plays nine conference games. Yes. They play eight. Okay. Which plays their advantage because it gives them easier schedules, but they still get that, you know, big SEC boost just because they're the SEC so they have easier schedules, accomplish less, but get valued more because they have better records in the easier schedules. All that nonsense.
0: Nonsense is a good word. So
1: people were thinking, oh, maybe they'll join the other conferences and play nine conference games. Well, they won't. Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> they, they voted, um, what do we have, 14 teams. Mm-hmm. Five of them voted to move to a nine-game conference schedule.
0: Okay. And you need, of the 14, you need eight. You need a clear majority. Yeah, Eight out of 14. Yep. So that means the
1: rest of the nine said no. Wow. Um, the the schools that probably deserve some respect Okay.
0: are... Non-cowards. Yes. Florida. Interesting. Georgia. Okay. I guess Georgia's like, I don't care how many we play. We're going to beat the crap out oh, of yeah. you anyway.
1: <laughs> Maybe that'll help them establish themselves nationally better. Mm-hmm. LSU.
0: Okay. Interesting. Mizzou. That's, that's uh... hilarious. <laughs> Shout
1: out Mizzou. And then Texas A&M, which I'm not sure that's in their best interest <laughs> considering their SEC <laughs> records. Uh, you know, kudos to them for that.
0: Um, so, yeah. Uh, these five teams – so I don't like the SEC. I think we can all say that we don't yeah, like the SEC. The right? suck Eastern. The suck Eastern cowards. Cowards. As, as we shall now name them. Much better. Um, I think these teams shall not be referred to as cowards. Yeah. I mean, maybe collectively we can refer to the conference as cowards. Yeah, we can, that still applies. But these teams are not because they are willing to put another conference game on the schedule instead of playing school for the deaf and blind in week yep. 11. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would like to read a a tweet in reference to this and the comparison between the number of FCS foes um, and because I guess I should preface it with this, right? The reason we don't like this is because the SEC schedules pansies Mm -hmm. for their non-conference slate. Yes, they're known for doing this. Exactly. Alabama is a great example. A great example. They'll play cupcakes You
1: know, two out of their three games might not even be FBS teams or something.
0: Right? I'm clicking on the first uh, team I see. Yes. uh, And this is Arkansas. Okay, so they play BYU. All right? Okay. You play the 13th ranked team in the Big 12. (laughs) Then they play Western Carolina, Kent State, and FIU. What a joke. I'm sorry. That's not cutting (laughs) it. What a joke. That's (laughs) That's worse
1: than BYU's independent schedules, I feel like.
0: Right? That's disgusting. Yeah. Like... That's so bad. Um, I'm trying to click on another one, but ESPN took me to the NBA. Oh, no. Classic NBA or classic <laughs> ESPN, right? They're funneling you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is, the, this is the problem. This is the SEC thing. Yeah. Yes. So we love eight games. We think eight games should be the way to do it. But the problem is not the way that the SEC does it, right? Yeah. Like, look at Auburn's schedule. Auburn, who are they playing non-conference? UMass. UMass. At Cal, Power 5. Cal, yes, Pac-12. Samford and New Mexico State.
1: Goodness me.
0: I'm sorry, like, this is not... You cannot play eight games and then play FIU, New Mexico State, and Wofford as three of those games. This is why the SEC gets looked at as a better conference. is because they have better records than everybody else. Because yes. Rutgers and Auburn are completely comparable, except Auburn, Rutgers has one more loss on the schedule because they had to play Penn State rather than playing Wofford mm-hmm. or UMass, right? Yeah. And so I really don't like this. Uh, the SEC, they're they're afraid to play more games because they love the media love that they get because mm-hmm. AP voters just look at the record. They don't look at who you've played. Uh, mm-hmm. And they and they vote him highly. Brett McMurphy had a great tweet. Um, it said teams playing at least ten Power Five opponents in twenty twenty three. Yeah, and of, he goes out of twelve games, ten of them are Power Five. Yes, which, which is a good schedule and fun for the viewers. Exactly. If you think about a nine game conference slate, you have one one you have three non con games, one P five, one G five, one FCS. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the model BYU is is doing right now. Right. Um, that's a model a lot of teams do. In the Big Ten, 13 out of 14 teams are doing that. Playing 10 out of 12 teams from the Power 5. Exactly. The Big 12. Great. 11 of 14 teams are playing 10 plus P5s. Great. The Pac-12, 10 of 12. Okay. I didn't see that one coming. Respect. Uh, But yeah, ACC. ACC. ACC is interesting. A little
1: hairy, a little little...
0: Yeah, 10 of 15... Which is interesting. Um, it's fifteen schools. I, I don't know. It's fifteen. Is I, it really? It's not. I think he's counting Notre Dame. Um, hmm. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Ten or 15. <laughs> um, They play ten of fifteen, but they also have eight game conference schedule. Yeah. And yet, ten of them are still playing ten plus P
1: fives. Okay. So teams are going out of their way. To schedule extra games against non-con P5 opponents. Exactly. Which are some of the funnest games in college football, I feel like.
0: Absolutely. The SEC, two. Two of 14 teams. Two out of 14 have a reasonable, respectable schedule. And we wonder, and and everyone wonders why we hate the SEC so much. Why we think it's terrible that they get all this love. This is why. Mm Mm-hmm. They play eight conference games, and then only two... Teams. They play UMass and Western Illinois, for Pete's sake. <laughs> it's it's disgusting. I I would love to see eight-game conference slates where you have two P5s, a G5, and an FCS, right? Yeah. Let's think back to some of the great games from the beginning of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pitt-West Virginia.
1: Awesome. Amazing.
0: Uh, Utah and Florida. Yeah. Exciting. Interconference. Texas-Alabama. Yes. That was awesome.
1: Quinn Ewers breakout. Was that like his coming out party or something?
0: Uh, yeah. And then he got know. injured. <laughs> yeah, I got injured. So maybe breakout and maybe a more literal suit. He broke a leg. <laughs> um, but these are the kind of non-con games that viewers love, fans mm-hmm. love, TV networks absolutely adore them. I mean, look at Colorado. Colorado went one in eleven last year, and they have two games on Big Noon Saturday because they True. play eleven P five teams this year. Dang. I don't know. I'm getting way too like into this because it's. Really stupid, um, <laughs> but it, it just makes me very mad Yeah, uh, that the SEC is re- continuing to get this love as the they're being lauded as the greatest conference in college football, and yet only two of their teams are doing something that 90% of the other Power 5 teams are already doing. Right. Yeah. Uh, I hope you understand where we're coming from now with our
1: <laughs> suck Eastern cowards.
0: Yes. Nomenclature. Uh, one more note. Sorry, I'm rambling. Okay. The two teams from the SEC, okay, you'd think are the big boys that can quote-unquote handle it, right? Alabama. Yeah. your are Georgias. You're, I guess those are the only two really good teams. So these, these are LSU the two teams
1: playing 10 power 5 opponents. Yes,
0: in the SEC. Florida. Florida's one of them. Florida's one of them. Okay. And South Carolina.
1: South Carolina, wow.
0: So... You have your big names in the SEC going out and getting those non-con games. So who is not one of those two teams? Let's see. Georgia. Georgia. Alabama. Alabama. LSU. Yep. Who else is good in the SEC? Uh, Well, Texas A&M is lauded as being good. Texas A&M. I wouldn't give them that. Um, Yeah. So SEC is pathetic. Pathetic. And it further proves that the SEC is really just Georgia, Alabama, and LSU. Mm -hmm. Right? It's the same as the Big Ten. People think the Big Ten is bad because all their other teams don't make bowl games. Well, guess (laughs) what? If Rutgers and Northwestern and Indiana and Nebraska all played three FCS schools, essentially, they would be making bowl games every year. Um, Also, funny note, the only team from the Big Ten that is not playing 10 P5s Mm -hmm. is Michigan. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: Not a great look there, Michigan. That's all I'm going to say. Who are you scheduling, huh? (laughs) Uh, Ohio State usually has good non-conference games. I would say
0: this year we played Notre Dame. Notre Dame exactly. nine p 5s in conference, and then we go to Notre Dame. Last year was it last year they played Oregon? Uh, they played or Notre the Dame year before. The year before the year before they before played they
1: Oregon. Play Oregon. Last year Notre Dame, right? We have that's Oklahoma how it's done. Schedule like yeah, that's how it's done. They it's... probably have like a twenty thirty seven game against Washington or something. Uh, <laughs> I, I
0: think we have a Georgia one scheduled a for Georgia. the twenty thirties.
1: Okay, good. <laughs> Good, I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, it's just, again, we're just beating a dead horse at this point. It's disgusting, yeah. the schedule. You get it, you get it. Um, Here we go, here's Michigan's non-con. Uh, all home games, by the way. That's
1: true, they love their non-con <laughs> home games.
0: East Carolina, <laughs> UNLV, and Bowling Green. Oh,
1: baby. All at home, too. All at home. First three weeks of the season, so they could choose which quarterback to use. <laughs>
0: They really, they do do that. They, they'll play a different quarterback in each of their first. They don't four have a games. decent quarterback, so they just try them all. <laughs> um. All right. Sorry, I just love doing this. Yeah, no, it's fun. Uh, yeah. Georgia non-con. Right. Okay, so they play national perennial powerhouse Georgia Tech. Yes. At the end of the season, always
1: the most important week of the season. Yep. Week Twelve. They play Georgia <laughs> Tech. Ride it in and Sharpie.
0: Yep. Um. And then they have three home games. Okay. okay, three non-com home games. UT Martin. UT Martin. <laughs> Ball State. <laughs> Ball State. And UAB. Wow. <laughs> that's funny. We could go on. But that's we hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the
1: latest with scheduling drama in college football. Maybe you agree with us, maybe you don't. If you disagree, let us know on social media.
0: Please do, because I would like to hear the, the reasoning behind yeah. this.
1: If you're an SEC stan... Let us know what we're missing. Mark. Mark, that'd be
0: you. That would be you.
1: Um, Yeah, the other thing that's been boiling over, this might be our last thing, in college football is realignment. Of course. Ever since the Big 12 added those four teams and the two Pac-X teams Mm -hmm. from L.A. went to the Big 10, people have been talking about, oh, the Pac-12's demise, oh, the three new super conferences or something. And that's been kind of heating up a little bit lately. Yeah, and
0: I will say this: yeah. the Pac-12 has really helped their case by going out and getting a killer media deal. Yeah, they're they're really keeping those teams yeah. locked in. They're, but they're
1: doing their best to take care of their member teams. <laughs> um, but yeah, recently we've been seeing more and more smoke for the Ooh. fire that Colorado is joining the Big Twelve. Ooh, um, I should have had the exact tweet, but there's been several tweets about it, and. Some more tweets, including Arizona. Yes, as of, of as of recent. Yeah. Colorado and Arizona both leaving the Pac twelve to join the Big Twelve mm-hmm. like like soon. Like, like this year, they're gonna make, wow. they're gonna announce it. Which makes me think one, if Arizona comes, okay. Arizona State's gonna come too, right? They have to come. They can't split up there's right? no, for no reason. There's no Why way. Why would they do that? And then if Arizona State arizona and colorado come utah's
0: probably less obvious to come but still i feel like it makes sense for them especially because of not only like they would want to come to join those schools because you got to preserve the rocky mountain rivalry whatever the frick they call it with colorado right yeah this is the most important game of the year for the utes um but also like what would that do to the pac 12 if you Mm -hmm. have colorado arizona if most likely, Arizona State, who's left? Right? Is Utah really going to stay in a seven-team league? hmm Like, this is not Conference USA. This is the Pac-12. Yeah, and two of those teams are Cal and Stanford. Right?
1: Interesting not, thought. Not the most intriguing college football <laughs> conference, I would say. Um, I mean, yeah, that's really all there is. to. That's all the information there is about it. A lot of smoke, like you said. Yeah,
0: there is a lot of smoke. Um. So say, um, one note before I, Before I ask the question, Dion has been fully in support of moving to the Big Twelve.
1: Yes, he he's has. come out and said That's
0: true that he would like to move if the money is not good enough. If it's not even, if it's not comparable, right? Right. And the rumors we're hearing is that it's nowhere near comparable. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking twenty million dollars less, less than comparable. Um. But my question to you is, Dan, do you think something's going to happen? There's a lot of smoke, and usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Are we just waiting on the Pac-12 media deal, and then as soon as they see the number and it's confirmed that they're going to be making a a widow's pence um, in the Pac-12, is that when they come? Are right, like mm. I don't like what What is your read on the situation? What's the pulse? What is the the heartbeat? Yeah. I mean, I don't have any
1: specific expertise on this, but it seems like it could happen, you know, this summer. Okay. The Colorado could make their decision, and that could trigger trigger a whole bunch of things within the Pac-12, Big 12, maybe other conferences will start to get the ball rolling as well, seeing mm-hmm. the Big 12 gain more and more momentum. But it's going to be exciting. And hopefully while we're waiting for the real football to happen, we can be entertained by Some stuff off the field.
0: Uh, That would certainly make our jobs easier. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Give us stuff to talk about.
0: That would give us some content. Um, I think if Colorado and Arizona do come, as have been rumored, Mm -hmm. we need to get Arizona State and Utah. Yes. Like, it it would be great to add those two teams because it would further destabilize the Pac-X. And it would be kind of fun having some more schools. Schools that... Frankly, belong in the Big 12. Yeah. Like Colorado, like Arizona. Arizona's basically in Mexico, and Brett Yormark wants to play games in Mexico anyway. Um, but I, want, I really, really want to get Arizona, State, and Utah as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely ideal. There. One more thing to add the Pac 12 has started hyping up San Diego State. Oh. As a, as a replacement oh. for the teams that are leaving. Okay. Which kind of sad you know
0: (laughs) their basketball team's all alright a lot of years hey national runner up Dan mind you that's (laughs) true
1: this year they were more than alright in an amazing March Madness tournament football not very exciting (laughs) not exciting so that's kind of you know obviously I'm going to laugh at that as a Pac-12 hater of course they're all saying oh San Diego State is better than BYU or Colorado or any of those teams (laughs) Clearly not, but that's what they're telling themselves. Of course. John Wilner's got to write some pieces. Yeah, let's just (laughs) sit back, get some popcorn, and enjoy the show.
0: Yeah. Uh, One more question on realignment. Okay. There's been rumors of Brett Yormark wanting to do lots of things with basketball. Mm. It has been a big talking point of his. Mm -hmm. He even has gone as far as to say maybe in the future there is a media rights deal that is football only Mm. and a separate deal that is basketball only. That would be interesting. He's essentially trying to create like the NBA with the big 12. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He wants to go get Gonzaga and Yukon. Exactly. As basketball only partners. What do you make of this? Would you like to see them join the conference? Like I, here's my take on it. I, how many ways can you split the pie? Yeah. Right. Do they really bring that much value that you, that it would make sense to split it that way. And I think the only way that it makes sense to do that is if you do a basketball only deal. Mm-hmm. because there's no way that you're splitting football money with UConn and Gonzaga.
1: Yeah, Gonzaga doesn't even have a football team.
0: Exactly. Like, I, I don't know. That seems like something way down the road, but it's something that's yeah. getting a lot of steam lately.
1: Yeah, that's true. The Gonzaga and UConn have both been mentioned with the Big 12, which is was interesting to me. I wasn't expecting that. I think if they did, it would make the Big 12 even better at basketball, obviously. <laughs> which <laughs> is hard to do. I mean... Gonzaga and UConn. Um it'd be fun to be in a conference with Gonzaga. Yes. It would be hilarious for Yukon and Gonzaga to be in the same conference <laughs> on opposite coasts. Um Yukon I don't know, it just doesn't it doesn't feel right to me for some reason. Like they're no. way out there in the northeast. Not even close. Where we've got like four corner schools and you know, <laughs> Texas and stuff. So, Texas and stuff. Like <laughs> It'd be fun to play them. It'd obviously make the Big 12 really good at basketball. But I don't think it makes quite as much sense as Colorado or Arizona or something like that.
0: Yeah, I 100% agree. And let's be honest, UConn is a Big East school. Like That's true. Right? They fit perfectly in yeah. with the Big East. They've got it good in the Big East. <laughs> yeah. Um, the money would have to be absurd for UConn to leave the Big East, I think. Mm-hmm. Not only from a payout standpoint because they just joined – you know a couple years ago
1: yeah.
0: um but also like they they are killing it in the league they went to the, they freaking won the national championship yes, this year again uh, yeah and then gonzaga the wcc would just implode they'd become like the a sun yeah. Be on espn plus once every blue moon um interesting stuff though interesting yep. stuff we'll keep you updated we shall uh thanks for joining us on this episode dan do you have any parting thoughts to leave the listeners mm, with
1: parting thoughts Summer is the season of soccer. Okay. I'll, I'll say that. If you want to watch sports, there's plenty of soccer to watch. There is plenty, plenty of, of Waiting for watch.
0: football. Um, you go from one football to the other. Exactly. Um, and you even get the transition as we go to Europe for the first college football game. You, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, they make it easy on you. You don't really have to switch up time zones too much. Yep. Um, big note, U.S. Open match or U.S. Open Cup match. On Wednesday. Wednesday at home. Be there or be square. Yes, sell it out. Yes, that would be awesome. Um, all the Open Cup matches I've watched on TV have been like 30 people in attendance, <laughs> which I don't know.
1: I don't know if. Yeah. It must not. Colorado.
0: Yeah, it must not be included in the season ticket package. Uh, if it is. Uh, but yeah, so MLS games, very fun to go to. Oh, very and fun. We need to help out uh, Food Club Salt Lake right now. Yes. Food we really
1: Club do. Salt Lake.
0: Uh, all right, I think that wraps it up for us here. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully next Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, assuming everybody's schedule aligns. Yep, and there are no national bank holidays, and yes. so we no bank holiday next week. next week. All right, goodbye now. Thank you. <laughs>